Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Holly Line. Yes, we do. We yes. do. It was a great interview. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about, uh, she's got a book about goal setting for writers. And uh-huh. so we, we really dig into tips on that, especially for people who don't like to set goals or don't know. How yeah. To I, I, I feel like I ask her, like, explain it to me like I'm a six-year-old, but yes, yeah. I don't really get it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's num- she was number one futuristic, if you're yeah. familiar with this Clifton yeah. strength. strength. And so- I'm not. I'm definitely. Yeah. I I view things through. I'm like I number eleven through yeah. the past. You yeah, know, I've noticed that. I I look back uh-huh. instead of forward mm-hmm. more. So, yeah. So I need help looking forward. So we talked. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs> it was great. It was a great interview. Yeah, she's really yes. smart. Yeah. So that's coming up. So what have you been doing this week? You've had a big week. I have. I had my launch and it's gone great. Um, first of all, first, let me just say I chickened out on the one email a day thing <laughs> last week. I just got to think about it, thought, oh my gosh, what if they don't open that Friday email? So uh-huh. on Monday, I sent out an email with the first five chapters of the book linked to my website. And mm-hmm. I actually have that on my website for people to, um, you know, they can read it. It's just up for anybody to read with the link to buy the book at the end of it. So um, we'll see how that goes. And I have gotten quite a bit of traffic to that. Uh, I can see that on my website and stuff. So don't know how many people clicked, but I can see that I got traffic to it. So that's great. Um, The, the launch has gone well. I think I got to um, eight, six, or something, 865, which was my goal. Uh, My goal was to top 1000. I was not, I'm going for bank over rank this time. So I was not really looking, I didn't, I knew with what I was spending, I would not, you know, short of a miracle, get into the top 100, which I did with Mm -hmm. the last book. But I was just trying to get, I thought, well, if I can hit top 1000, that's my I feel like that's a realistic goal. And I did, and I stayed there for several days. But uh, I think today I'm at 1,200, and this is Monday mm-hmm. after the Friday. So I stayed for a couple of days in top uh, 1,000. Um, it's been great. Like, I'm I'm doubling my money. I'm making um, right now. Uh, but the page reads are going up every day. So I'm hoping that that will uh, continue. Um, also, book one the rank on it has improved significantly and I'm just running a small ad to it. So it, that's coming from re, you know, people reading the first book and then going and re- finding this, the reading the second book and going back and finding the first book. So that's exciting. And uh, yeah, so it's all gone really well. I'm, I'm very happy with it. It's been hard in that I keep checking rank and I have to keep saying, wait, I'm not, concerned with rank and then I go over and check profit and I'm like oh okay yeah yeah Yeah, this is what I'm supposed this this is is what I'm looking for so (laughs) actually uh last seven days it's been more than um you know it's been like 
two and a half percent or something. I mean, you know, two point five, which is good. I mean, oh yeah, I would like it to be more, but this this is good for me and and what's been going on. So I'm super happy. Um, but it is a change in mindset for me. You know, I like yeah. I I want to hit that high rank. I want that visibility, but. Honestly, if I could stay around 1200 in the store for a long time, I, I would be super happy with that instead of having big fluctuations. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. You know, well, we, I think that's true. That different launches have different, you have, you have yeah. different goals with different launches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a book two in a series is different yeah. than a book one. And, right. Correct. And if you're focused more on your earnings. Yeah then rank it's totally different mindset yeah it's a different mindset for sure because you know with rank when you when you really focus on rank you're you're hoping for those if you're in KU you're hoping for those page reads to kick in and you're kind of that's like a second roll of the dice you know I mean you're you're hoping that that will happen and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't so yeah this time I really wasn't uh, trying to do that. I mean, I, I purposely did not um, shoot for that. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, some people may be listening going, oh, my gosh, I get so much better return on my investment. But for me, this is really good. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with it. And uh, one more thing um, today. Well, this week's episode of. Um, um, Behind the Books with Tess and Karen. It's a podcast. Uh, I'm the guest. So that's exciting. Uh, It was great. It was a great interview. It was really fun. So if anybody's interested in that, they can um, go and listen to that. We'll have the link in the show notes. So yeah, it's Behind the Books with Tess and Karen. Okay, cool. That sounds, Mm -hmm. that's a new one. I'm not familiar with that one. So So what about you? Uh, Well, this week we've done, uh, more home improvement stuff yes. for my office. We yeah. now actually have the drywall all finished. Oh, and somebody uh, mentioned in the group that they would like more uh, updates yeah. on the office. And uh, I actually got in here and cleaned a bunch of boxes out. So I'm feeling better about it because yeah. maybe got, you should take a video and put it in the, put it in the group. Yeah, I could, but hey, I need let to me clean give you an assignment more. <laughs> <laughs> so what I did was I essentially moved some of the stuff just to the other side of the room. So oh yeah, yeah, one I side looks too. great, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, yeah so I'm still working on that. But yeah, the doors are in, and so now I can close the doors when I do uh-huh. a podcast, which is exciting. Yeah, that's so great. we did that, and you know that's like lots of people coming and going and sure, upheaval sure. and noise, but it's done, so that's good. And then I've been working on. Um, Historical Mystery Day is coming up September 29th. I talked about this back in January. Yeah, um, I remember. It's just like a celebration yeah. of historical mysteries. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, I ended up doing way more than I thought I would to get ready for it. Right. And then I had all these big plans and I've kind of run out of steam as it's gotten closer. I think the whole thing with Becca and the pandemic that we talked about how you just it, you just can't keep doing like at the same right. pace. And right. I kind of feel like that's kind of... I'm like a little wind-up toy. It's kind of winding right. down right now. Right, right. right so right. I've decided that what I've done is plenty, and I'm just going to mention it on social media, and I have some authors who are going to help me get the word out. So if anyone's interested in that, if you're a historical mystery writer and you want to find out about that, that's at historicalmysteryday.com. And I've also been working on translations, which is oh, basically yeah. just project management, you know, just yeah. like getting the covers and the descriptions yeah. and 
everything. I'm almost to the point where I can release the first one. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah. So I'm glad. So I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous on that, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I mean, I feel like with that, I'm, I'm going to do one. I'm, I have German and French going. Right. And, um, I think the French ones are going to be ready first. And I'm right. going to do those white because there's no bonuses in the French store, right. in the Amazon store. So it'll be just like when my other launches, except, you know, I have no right. French mailing list. So I'll just right. put it out and see what happens. Right. Exactly. And run ads exactly. to it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Very good. That's exciting. Uh, one more thing I forgot that uh, I will be working on uh, for the next couple of weeks is um, my talk for the 20 books to 50 K conference. Yeah. And um, I'm still not sure about a title, but I'm pretty sure about what I'm, what I'm going to talk about. And um, kind of yesterday worked on a little outline for it. So uh, that makes me feel better because I'm not, you, I'm not generally good at um like when they say, hey, we need your we need your stuff, your slides and everything by this date, I kind of panic. But I thought, well, I, I really do kind of have some things to talk about. So, yeah. So I'm coming up with a title for it just awesome. now. So, yeah. Awesome. So cool. That's exciting. That's good. All right. So yeah. should we do a question of the week? This yes. Week? Yes. You so. come up with it. <laughs> okay, I have no about, brain cells left. Okay. What about... Um, um, how far ahead do you plan? How about that? Because we're talking about goal setting with Holly. Yeah. Yeah. Is that good? Do you like that? Or you want uh, yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Like, do you do, do quarterly? Do you do half year? Do you do weekly? Do you do <laughs> daily? <laughs> daily? Do you do, yeah. It's hourly for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm very meta. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the, let's do that. Okay, that sounds good. Well, okay. you can let us know in the group. We're okay. at the Wish I Know Then group on Facebook. And um, you can come over to the website and leave comments there. Yes, we'd love quiet that. over there, but it's, it is yeah. there. So, yeah. All right, well, let's get on with the interview with Holly. All right. Okay, we're excited to have Holly Line with us. Hi, Holly, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Hello, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Let me read your bio and we'll jump right into the questions. Holly Line lives in Yorkshire with her husband, two children, and midwife cat. <laughs> when not juggling family commitments, she writes dark urban fantasy novels, purging her imagination of its demons. Inspired by the king of horror himself, Holly aspires to be at least half as prolific and successful and promises to lit her, limit herself to one tome of the stand-like proportions in her career. Mm-hmm. Holly is a bullet journal enthusiast, podcaster, and has a knack for getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, oh, so you're, you must have uh, listened to or read um, On Writing by Stephen King. Yes. Yeah, I read it about every 18 months. I know. (laughs) I do too. It's so good. And it's not just, like, it's hilarious good. And, Mm -hmm. but it has great information. And actually, like, when I got done, I was like, Hey, there's some really good marriage advice in here too. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just a great book. Yeah, I'm with you. So tell us how you got into writing. Oh, I'm the total cliche. I've been writing since I could hold a pencil. Um, I used to write sort of poems and short stories when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually recently we had to clear out our entire house and I found 
this poem that I'd written probably when I was about seven or eight and it was mounted on like you know backing paper it obviously uh-huh. been put on the classroom wall you know um, and it was about fire and I read it and I was like wow that's really quite profound <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah I've been writing all my life um and that I should go out in your work. newsletter for sure yeah that's newsletter content sure. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. It had a little picture of fire as well. I'd drawn oh, a little picture nice. underneath it. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I drifted away. I did other things. I actually um, studied um, drama and film and TV at university. Um, and then I switched to um, religious studies and philosophy. And that was what I, originally, what I got my degree in eventually. Um, and then I... I came back to writing just after I'd had my first child. Uh, I was very much, you know, needing to find something of myself again in amongst Mm -hmm. the motherhood thing. Yep. And that's when I began to actually take it seriously and turn it into a career. So That is amazing. That's so great. And then did you always self-publish or did you try to do the traditional route? (laughs) no that never appealed to me and I think it's a big part of why I didn't have serious aspirations to be a writer when I was younger because I knew a bit about publishing and just thought that's not for me Mm -hmm. and then sort of 2012 was when I was writing my first novel and self-publishing was really starting to be a thing that people talked about and and I, I found out about it and straight away knew that that was the path I wanted to take Wow, that's so insightful and uh, forward thinking. I I don't know that I would have uh, just thought, oh, this is what I'm going to do, jump into that. So that's great. Well, what is your definition of success? Oh, uh, this is actually something I'm kind of wrestling with a shift in my mindset right now. Mm. So I used to have quite... um, not fixed, but I was quite certain what success meant to me. And I had sort of a bucket list of things I wanted, a certain income level and the bestseller label and, um, you know, my things like having a, a house big enough to have a library with a rolling ladder, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, but now, I don't know, I've really shifted. And I went through a horrible burnout kind of over Christmas and winter, um, last winter. And I'm still coming out of it. And mm-hmm. I'm learning to love writing again right now. So, like, and my idea of success right now is just finishing this next book. Because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I wrote a full-length novel. So it's like, if I can do that, then I'll be happy. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Mm. Yeah, It is hard. <laughs> I think it our def, I think most people our definition changes over time. Mm-hmm. And I think as you maybe as you reach certain goals, then your definition changes. But a lot of times, like for me, I've realized like I totally understand about the library with the rolling bookshelf. That's like a dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she has a ladder on her bookshelf, do. but does it's it not roll? Rolling. No, it's say. not rolling. <laughs> okay, I haven't quite achieved that yet. But I do understand that, that how things change. And, uh, and yeah, there, I think there's a lot of people going through burnout, mm-hmm. especially now in the, in publishing. 
especially indie publishing. Yes. So, yeah. It was, it was yeah. I think it was inevitable. You know? Yeah. It was just inevitable. We were all kind of barreling forward really fast. And, uh, yeah, not everybody, but some people are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so what do you wish you'd known about writing and craft when you started? Um, I think I wish I'd appreciated the importance of um, getting feedback. And, you know, I published, yeah, I published my very first book without sending it to an editor. I know, Mm -hmm. I know. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know any better at the time, you know, and Mm -hmm. I learned very quickly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I've been working with the same editor now since since 2013. And I'm so glad because she's just improved my writing so much. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realise that. I could learn so much just from having another pair of eyes on my work and giving me suggestions. And that's Mm -hmm. been invaluable really. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I've had a couple of different editors, partly because I was writing contemporary and then I switched to writing historical. And so I've, I needed somebody that specialized in historical fiction. So when I switched, but it's interesting, I've learned different things from the different editors Mm -hmm. because I think it's like we all have certain things that we watch for and are attuned to. And so that's helped me just kind of working with some different people. But then once I'm working with somebody, I don't want to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. It's hard to find a good editor. Yeah. So. Yeah. Now I, everyone knows how I feel about my editor. Like if she was in the States, I'd probably move in with her, but um, <laughs> just because she's so great and she's so, um, easy to work with but she also does make me so much better like just I just I think I'm feeling that way particularly now because I just got my edits back and then we've gone kind of back and forth on a couple of things that I wanted I thought needed to be added and she's just been so great with helping me with that and it's hard to find and it's great when you're with the same person over a series of books or a series of a period of time because they they get you like they get yeah. you, they know what you're trying to put out. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that yeah, I get it. I get it. So Serena, no, no, re- no reason to worry. I'm not going to move to New Zealand and move in with you, but <laughs> if you were here, no. <laughs> well, what about marketing? What, is there anything you wish you'd known about marketing? Um, you know, I don't think so. I think, um I've learned everything I needed to know when I needed to know it mm-hmm. so um I learned quite early how important a mailing list was and um I mean I've never really ads have never really worked for me they've I've never been able to get that going and I've done all the courses and I don't know so that hasn't clicked for me so maybe if there's anything um I wish I wish I'd got that worked out sooner because I'm still floundering on that one. <laughs> do you think it's yeah. genre specific or do you think that it's just there aren't a, there's not a big, big enough audience uh, for, for that? Because for you ads. do write. I mean, you, yeah. I mean, you do write mm-hmm. urban fantasy, 
it's a big audience, but I mean, there, are there a lot of comps like for Facebook ads and stuff? Yeah, it, well, it's a really broad church. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't write, you know, and I say this in my, in the front of every book, I have like a, are we a perfect match thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, I don't write sparkly characters and, mm-hmm. and, um, perfect heroines with perfect hair like that's mm-hmm. that's not my thing so um m- my stuff's much darker and edgier and very action orientated and really not any romance or romance mm-hmm. is only a subplot so finding comp titles is a challenge mm-hmm. because there isn't that much Mm-mm. you've got the great big hitters like the Dresden Files mm-hmm. and beyond that it's a bit of a minefield and you know I don't necessarily have time to read every book to right. find the ones that are genuinely comp titles so I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm going on covers and blurbs and it's difficult to tell so yeah that's that's been a, a challenge definitely yeah. yeah I just I think that's interesting because um I think you make a really good point that you can't just like in your genre you can't just blast out to all urban fantasy readers you've got to find those dark mm-hmm. room events urban fantasy readers and and we talked about that a lot on the podcast you know finding those specific readers that are yours so I think that's really it's like with romance you couldn't yeah there'd be no point advertising a billionaire romance to someone who likes second chance romance or you know it's or or small town yeah yeah right 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 yeah no I mean I, I struggle with that too sometimes because my stuff falls a little bit in the middle you know it's kind of fun and sweet but it's also sexy and, but it's not, you know, dark romance sexy. So it's, there's just such a wide array of places you can fall in there. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What assumptions did you make at the beginning of your writing career and looking back, did they turn out to be right or wrong? Ooh. Oh, it's trying to remember. I've got to go back. Like <laughs> it was a long time years. ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think, well, my first book, really my first two books, I wrote very, very easily. And I think I assumed it would always be that easy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. They just, yeah, they just flowed out of me very, very quickly. I wrote them back to back. And in fact, they were going to be one book and I decided to split them into two. So it was, you know, it was a very smooth process writing mm-hmm. those two books. It was just continuous writing. Um. And yeah, and like even the rest of that series came quite easily. And I, I wrote all four books in three years. Yeah. Um, and I thought that I would only gain pace. I thought I would get quicker and quicker. And I've it's not been the case at all. I've slowed right down. So yeah, but then, you know, the world has been upside down for 18 months yeah. so <laughs> that's probably a significant factor in that so yeah. yeah 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 I think there's something about beginnings like the beginning of your career the beginning of a series there's you get a lot of energy from that and it just feels really good and then I I had a I worked in my first book for a long time but my second one was really hard and I remember thinking it was it, is it supposed to be this hard I mean you know is it is this normal? And back then I didn't really have that many writer friends to talk to, but mm-hmm. I just kept plugging away until I got through it. But yeah, I think that is a, I think there's a lot to, of um, 
excitement with the beginning. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's harder to sustain that after you get going a couple books. Yeah. And also, you know, I started to take it seriously as a business. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was more mindful of how am I going to sell this? And I, it's hard to not let that interfere with the creative process, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Expectations. They that yeah. makes a huge difference. I was listening to somebody today on on Clubhouse, um, and he was saying that you know when he stopped work full time um, to write full time, he hadn't anticipated the pressure that that would put on you know him. And mm-hmm. I remember having the same experience, you know. And it's a real thing. Yeah. When it's mm-hmm. when it's your job, that's there's a lot of pressure that goes along with that. Yeah. 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 Well, um, we like to talk about um, lessons learned and we want to know, you know, like what people have learned over their writing career. So um, have you ever had something that um, you thought was a mistake, but then it turned out to actually have a good outcome or something good came out of it? Um, Ooh, Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was part of a set of anthologies and, um, I had to write three connected short stories for these three anthologies. And, um, I started writing something and realized probably about 8,000 words in that it was not a short story. (laughs) I was like, oh, yeah, that's that needs to be a novel. Um, So I had to abandon it and very quickly, because my deadline was approaching, come up with something else. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I I think I'm only just really quite recently starting to kind of come back to that project Mm -hmm. that I started because I just left it. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like nope, not now, and went on to other things. But I've started getting ideas for it, and I can definitely see that it was – it's not that I've ever viewed it as a mistake, but maybe as a slight waste of time. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like, no, because I can pick it back up and turn it into something. And I'm starting to figure out what it needs to be, and I'm quite excited about it. Oh, that's great. See? That's good. I I feel like there's – our time is not wasted. You know, I had to ditch 50,000 words of a book before, before, but which was really hard, but (laughs) it really taught me a lot about um, planning. And that was right after I came home from, you know, and started working full time as an author. And I put so much pressure on myself that I think that it was, it was just hard, but yeah, that even the biggest things you're like, that's not wasted you know, yeah. if, you, if you're willing to learn from it. So yeah. I think that's great. Well, how about the opposite? Like you thought, oh, this is a great idea. And then it turned out to not be so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to decide what I can say. Um, <laughs> I don't want to offend anybody. Um, well, yeah, so... I, um, I've fallen completely in love with audio and, and so I've the Unstoppable Authors podcast. I was also the co-host on the Great Writer Share podcast before that wrapped up. And, um, I started narrating my own books, um, not to sell as audio books, but for my patrons. Mm-hmm. And 
um, absolutely love doing it. Um, and then I came up with the idea for a, like a an audio drama style podcast. Oh yeah, and I <laughs> yeah, and I got very excited and I announced it to everybody. Oh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it turns out I don't have time. I, yeah. I don't have time, and I don't have the energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm now using my voice so much because I sing as well. And it's like my voice is just permanently tired. So, mm-hmm. yeah, as much as I love love the idea, um, I, I, it was a mistake to announce it to everyone. And, yeah, I got a bit carried away there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, I have learned over the four years that I've been doing this that to keep it as vague as possible. Like, do not commit to anything unless you're ready to you know, push go or launch it yeah. or whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, life happens or things happen and, or you just think, I don't want to do that anymore. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. I got about, I think it was like 15 or 17 episodes into a solo podcast because before Jamie and I did this one, I had a solo podcast just for readers and I just mm-hmm. like my interest just died. I think it was the time commitment it was taking. I couldn't keep it up. And so I just stopped and that was it. But then later I relaunched it in a different format, but yeah, every once in a while, it's just like, you just can't do all the all things. All the things. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, speaking of mm-hmm. all the things. Exactly. I was good. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a good time to talk about your book, Goal Setting for Authors. So, um, mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that in your book, you start out and you talk about um, that there are certain times that um, you probably shouldn't set goals. So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Because I think that's an interesting way to begin because a lot of people just, you know, goal setting is everything and you, you have a little bit different perspective. So tell us about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, For context, I wrote the book in April, 2020 and it was, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, I'd had the idea sort of bubbling for a little while and then and I was like, I want to write this. And I, I spoke to friends and was like, now's a really bad time to write this book, right? Because who knows what the next month, six months, year have in store for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But some very wise, very good friends said, no, this is the perfect time to write this book. So, so I did, but I wanted to write up front, say, you know, I'm glad you've got this book and I hope it helps, but now may not be the time. And so I talked about, um, we have, I believe we have certain modes in our life and two of those modes are crisis mode and survival mode. Crisis mode is the start of a pandemic or a bereavement or um, diagnosis of chronic illness or, you know, when something, some big upheaval has just happened and, you have to put everything on pause because you have to deal with that crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, or when just there is too much uncertainty, you just, you, no, you can't make a plan because, you know, you're about to be evicted or, you know, if there's something just that's a crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there is survival mode that usually comes after a crisis it's the recovery period it's when everything has kind of settled into equilibrium but things are still stressful and difficult and challenging um 
if you have to, you know, care for a relative who's ill or has a disability or um, if you have had to get a second job and you, you're trying to juggle two jobs and parenting or, um, yeah, just there's some ongoing difficult situation that is taking a lot of your time and a lot of your energy, then again, you probably don't want to set goals. Or if you do, they will be quite small, quite um, easy to achieve, you know, nice gentle goals. It might be something like going for a walk every day and that's it. That's enough. That is all you can promise yourself. Um, right. Or if it's writing related, just just opening the manuscript, just just do that every day with no pressure. So, yeah, I think it's it's really important to take stock of your life situation and just ask yourself, is, is it okay for me to not set a goal right now? And mm-hmm. if you're having to ask the question, the answer is probably yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, this past year. I mean, you were talking about in April and I think in April I was making videos saying, okay, guys, just, you know, a month or two, we got to, we got to hold on for a month or two I was being so positive and, you know, I was so stupid as well because, you know, here we are 18 months later and still in it to some degree. So, um, yeah, I think that waiting until you're out of crisis. Now, they're always going to be, but my question is, there are always going to be things going on. So when do you know this is a good time to set it, to start setting goals? I think if you have generally a good handle in your day-to-day life, um, then that's that's fine. And I mean, I would say for many of us now, we've we've moved through survival mode. When it's yeah, you know, it's getting back to well, you know, and certainly here in the UK, I know things are a bit different in the states for you guys at the moment. But um, you know, it's it's time to just get on with things, you know. And um, when and you no know, one can tell you when that time is. That's mm-hmm. that's got to come from inside yourself and. Mm-hmm from your specific situation um but yeah I think I think if you if you generally have um have a handle on any pressures that are on you yeah there's always going to be things but if you're managing things and you don't feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. then it's a good time Mm -hmm. good yeah I think we're in the new normal stage Mm -hmm. right now so it may be a good I hate that phrase but yeah (laughs) oh I know yeah I know. I'm calling Hi. this nor- normal-ish life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normal-ish. Well, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Well, what are some first good steps for authors when, when it comes to goal setting? Um, I always like to start with thinking about your big why. Like, why, mm-hmm. why are you doing this? Why are you writing? Mm-hmm. Um, what is it that motivates you? Um, mm-hmm. For most people, it's not a paycheck, but mm-hmm. it may be. Um, so yeah, and I mean, I'm a big dreamer and like, um, I don't know if you guys know anything about Clifton strengths, but my number one strength is futuristic. Oh, really? So I like, yeah. Um, followed by strategic. And whenever I tell people that who know about Clifton strengths, they're like, oh, it makes so much sense that you wrote a book on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, true. Um, so yeah, I, I look ahead. I, I dream about the future and that really motivates me, but that is not true for everyone. Um, so whatever your, your thing is, if it's, you know, um, 
needing to write for catharsis to process something, to process a trauma, then that might be your big why. Mm-hmm. Um, it really might be that you want to make a million books and buy a yacht. And if mm-hmm. so, brilliant. And can mm-hmm. I come? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> So has this time, has this last 18 months been super hard for you being futuristic and strategic? Because it's hard. I mean, for a while, it was really hard to look ahead and know what was going to happen or make plans. Yeah, it's been awful. Yes. Those were so high futuristic. We're all kind of like connecting with each other and going, it's like a big black hole. It's like, (laughs) I can't see the future anymore. I'm too scared to look at the future. Right, right. Yeah. It's been hard, but um, I've been getting some coaching on this. Um, oh, good. And good. yeah, and I'm starting to come through that now. Um, and I'm I'm actually <laughs> part of my redefining success thing is because my coach has banned me from planning more than three months ahead. Oh, um, as a part of my like healing, mm-hmm. um, which I thought would be really hard because normally I'm planning like five years ahead. <laughs> So, um, but it's actually been a massive relief to just sort of have permission and just keep my eyes a little closer. Um, So, so yeah, that's, so that's why I'm just, just this book, like just this book. That's Um, great. But yeah, I am now start. Sorry. I said, that's great that you're doing that. Yeah. But I'm just starting to be able to like cast ahead, like, like 10 years ahead, like over this oh wow past mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. um like I I just had my birthday last weekend okay. and um um I was uh yeah I turned 39 and I can't I can't think about my 40th birthday that's still too like mm, too uncertain mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. my 50th oh, oh yeah. there's gonna be a party okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm curious. So when you say you're looking far ahead, are you looking far ahead for yourself and your goals? Are you looking, or do you also, can you also envision like changes in the publishing industry or is it more personal to your industry, to your writing? Um, It's mostly personal, um, but I do take an interest in sort of technologies and what's going on. I always like to listen to Joanna Penn talk about this Mm -hmm. because she's, such a futurist and she, is, she has yeah. her eyes really mm-hmm. um, well set on what's coming um mm-hmm. I think it's just just common sense you know whatever industry you work in it's a good idea to keep an eye on what's changing and yes um yeah I yeah so I, I do think about it but it when I think about my future I tend to just be more focused on um yeah my my work um, just with that kind of in the background, you know, if like virtual reality is mm-hmm. becoming more of a thing and is storytelling going to change so that we're creating VR worlds mm-hmm. for people to role play in. So mm-hmm. there's a part of me that has that just in the back of my head, like, you mm-hmm. know, that might be where writing goes. And that's quite exciting to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. So mm-hmm. for an author, let's say somebody that is it big on goal planning? I'm raising my mm-hmm. hand. Um, I mean, I have goals, but it's not like I, 
I don't plan real far out because I'm not a futurist. Uh, it's really hard for me to see. So what would you say some of the first steps should be for like an author like me? I'm okay. taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, have a think for yourself how far ahead you can see, what, mm-hmm. how far ahead gets you excited Mm-hmm. And if it's only three months, six months, even if it's yeah. only a week, mm-hmm. then focus on that and adjust your planning strategy to match that time scale. Mm-hmm. So in the book, I talk about, you know, setting five-year goals and one-year goals and then breaking that down into quarterly steps and all of this. Mm-hmm. And it was so written from the point of view of myself and my own strengths <laughs> and <laughs> the more I learned, the more I'm like, oh, there might be a second book because like there's so much yeah. more I could say about this. Right. Um, but I really like um really like six-week cycles mm-hmm. for planning. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if that's the kind of time scale that you feel comfortable with, just think about the next six weeks and okay. what can I do in each of those weeks mm-hmm. to move me towards my six-week target. And that's so good because. I'm number one activator. So like, I want to start it, get it done. And, and so even looking six weeks ahead, as far as writing, you know, like getting a first draft done or something that seems like a long time for me. And, Mm -hmm. and I want to have this done. So that's, that's so interesting, but such a good, good advice. Yeah. What can I do in six weeks? Okay. That's great. Well, I was going to ask this week. Yes. Yes. Really. What can I do this week to move me on to the yeah. next week? Yeah. Right. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Well, do you have any uh, tools or software or anything that you, that you use or recommend? Like if people want to plan goals and do goal planning. Sure. Um, well, I, I'm a bullet journalist, so I do everything on paper and um I'm always going to recommend bullet journaling because it's completely customizable. It's whatever you need it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who don't know, it's you take a blank notebook and you um, basically just write a task list for each day and mm-hmm. you have bullet points and then different notations to show whether you've completed a task or whether it needs to be done the next day or rescheduled for another time. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone's interested, I recommend the bullet journal method by Ryder Carroll and his website, um, bulletjournal.com, which has all the information. Um, So that's my thing. That's, that's what I use. And I do all my planning. I have, you know, spreads for my quarterly goals and Mm -hmm. um, my monthly goals and everything. And I, I get really um, nerdy. (laughs) (laughs) That's great though. And you have it all right there together. And yeah. In in a way that is easy for you to understand it, and I think that it's important when you're going to do any of these yeah. things. It needs to fit your personality, fit fit your the way you think, the way you see things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's great. Yeah, bullet that might be a good uh, thing for me because I do like things written down, and I like to be able to mark things off. Like I'll I'll go like I'll write down something I've already done before I wrote my list just so I can mark it off. Like, <laughs> because yeah. you know. you're not futuristic enough to yeah, know. You're yeah, gonna I, get up and dre- I get dressed. So I just wrote on there, got dressed, mark that off. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm very remedial there is something really in my planning. Rewarding about, <laughs> <laughs> there's something really rewarding about having a done list, yes. Um, yes. which I think yes. is good. And I think, yeah. I think it was Rachel Heron. I want to say it's Rachel Heron has a ta-da list. Ta-da. Oh, that's so done. great. And I just, yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I like that too. That, uh, that might actually fit my personality better. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your podcast. It's the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. So tell our listeners yes. what it's about, what you guys talk about. And sure. All of that. Um, it's, yeah, it's a podcast for authors, um, primarily, you know, focused on indie publishing, although we have had some traditionally published authors on as guests. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I co-host with Angeline Trevina and now Julia Scott as well, who's just joined us mm-hmm. uh, this month. And we we kind of alternate between having you know group chats between the hosts and having guests on um and we just yeah we like to dig into sort of the the practical side of things um Mm -hmm. you know the what to do what not to do Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and we talk about self-care a lot oh yeah (laughs) Well, is That's there anything great. that you, um, any advice you would give for authors who would like to podcast? Because it's kind of a growing trend, I think, podcasting. Yeah. Um, I think make sure you know why you want to do it and what you want to get out of it. Because if you are a fiction author and you want to reach readers, what you will podcast will be very different from if you want to talk to other writers mm-hmm. um, and if you want to talk to other writers, um, then just grab a microphone and just start. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can even just do it on your phone. You don't need fancy equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, be consistent, you know, you might want to think about, you know, branding and colors and things like that, because that might be fun for you, but it's mm-hmm. not essential. Just it's you and your voice. and I think obviously there are a lot of us doing this sort of thing now, but we're all unique and we all have our own um, our own unique spin on things. So, you know, there's plenty of room for all of us to have our say. Yes, I agree. I agree. There are quite a few writing podcasts out there now. And but mm-hmm. each podcast, the hosts are going to be different and they have a different take on things. And then it depends on like, if you're, you know, Jamie and I talk mostly about, I write mysteries, she writes romance. And a lot of our examples and illustrations are from those genres. And there's not, you know, a whole lot of uh, uh, writers podcasting from those point of view. So just, there's always room. I, I agree. There's always room for more. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so we're getting towards the end of our time and we always wrap up with this question. Um, what do you think is one of the best things you've done to set yourself up for success? Surrounding myself with uh, other writers, um, finding my tribe. I think having community is just so important. Having people yes. to lean on when you need support, someone who can advise you when you are stuck and someone like to just sort of brainstorm with, you just need to find an idea. Like um, yesterday I spent the afternoon with a friend of mine um, and we just, most of the time we were just sort of sat almost, you know, in silence side by side, each working on our own thing, but 
just the chance to just turn to each other and go, okay, so I have this character and I need them to get from mm-hmm. X to Y and yes. just being able to bounce the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously you don't have to do that in person. You can do that like over Zoom or just a messenger chat thing. Just having people who get it, I think is yeah. so important. I agree. It, and And having people that, you know, will hug you when you need a hug but also kick you in the butt when you need a kick in the butt. And I think that <laughs> yes. those, and do it with love and do it, you know, but do it nonetheless. And uh, I think that's mm. super important. Um, but yeah, yeah, finding your tribe, that's for Sarah and I, that's just been so pivotal in both of our career uh, careers, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. it's made mm-hmm. doing this so much more fun and, uh, yes. you know, not just, the writing but podcasting too yeah um so mm. i think that's right mm. very good well thank you for being here this has been great i'm gonna go grab your book um because i certainly need help in that area also <laughs> <laughs> but uh will you tell everybody where they can find you where they can find your podcast and your books and all that good stuff yeah. Sure. You can find out everything about me and my books at hbline.com. Line is spelled with a Y. And um, the podcast is at unstoppableauthors.com. And the social media that I'm most active on is Instagram. And my handle is at hbline. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate it thank so much. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, it was great to talk to you again. And um, we'll have all the links at wishidknowthempodcast.com. And um, thanks to everybody for listening today and to Alexa Larberg for editing and producing the podcast. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you, and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.